Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment has arrived. The Be Ready for the Moment podcast, hosted by the one and only Queen King, and syndicated on the EAE Radio Network, which boasts over 10 million listeners and 40 licensed digital stations worldwide, baby. EAE Radio, where music lives, people. Tonight, we're honored to have EAE Radio's own, On the Verge, indie power players, Tanil, Sick, Fat B, and Noah Jones. Tonight, they speak their truth regarding their journey, struggle, career expectations, fears, and more. It's all positive on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Feel free to text your questions and comments to 323-553-5628. Tanil, Fit, Fat B, Noah Jones, welcome to the show. Hey. 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 Thank you for having us. I'm honored to have you guys, so. Why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it, Tanil? Let's start with you. How did 2015 treat your music career, and how has 2016 treated you thus far? Oh, 2015. Um, that was actually when I started getting into music seriously and recording more um, consistently. So it, would, it it helped my progression in the you know the studio work a lot. 2016, I'm just growing from that honestly you know getting smarter every day with the with the industry sound and trying to progress and that's what's up and Vic, that B, how about you guys uh, 2015 was uh the year that we decided to monetize it and uh start making money off of it but uh we only really started rapping again in 2013 and so we went those two years just uh I don't know. We have um, Imperial Underground Music Group. That's our record label. We've been focused more on that. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, music, we started monetizing it in 2015. Hopefully uh, this year, more big things. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it yeah. sounds like Tanil and Vic and Fancy have been grinding, really getting serious last year and just building on that year this year. And for you, Noah, how was 2015 and how has 2016 treated you thus far? Uh, 2015 was, uh, it started off kind of slow because I had like a three and a half year hiatus. Took some personal time for myself to mentally uh, get everything back together. Towards the end of it, though, it was crazy because I ended up doing a record with Dr. Dre and I uh, started what's known now as the 200 Collab Quest movement, where I'm basically doing uh, 200 collabs with up-and-coming artists and producers from all over the world in like 200 days. So it's been amazing so far. 2016 seems even better because uh, I got booked for an Australian tour. So just did a record with Jada Kiss, did a record with Joel Ortiz. So I'm having I'm having a good time right now. So things are moving pretty good. Man, that's what's up. Yeah, Congratulations dope. on that track with Dr. Dre. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And so what I want to do is I want to rewind the tape with all of y'all. And Thick and Fat B, we can go ahead and start with you on this. But let's rewind the tape a little and discuss your childhood and how it affects and influences your career now. So growing up, what early influences shaped your love for music, and did your parents contribute? Oh, for me, sorry. Hello. Well, I start. I start. Okay. For me, uh, I would say like uh, my dad has always been into music. Um, he was always playing the guitar as I was like a little kid. Like I was like very young. I was a baby, and. Uh, Basically, uh, I grew up with that, <clears throat> and uh, as the time went, I uh, took interest in playing the guitar, and uh, then, like, at the age of, like, 10 to 14, I uh, I really played the guitar a lot, and then I moved into more, like, hip-hop music came in, and... Uh, 
I started like making tracks out of my basement. My dad had like a four four track cassette uh, four track cassette like uh, recorder, a Fostex recorder. So we made tracks with that, and then eventually I got Cubase, and uh, it grew up from there. Okay, cool. So that's, that's, and to now, how about you? Um, for me, I was actually, um, you know, when I was growing up, I was only allowed to listen to gospel music. Like, I used to have to sneak under my covers <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> turn on the radio to listen to hip-hop and R&B. Like, I I wasn't allowed to listen to any of that. In the schools that I went to, all my friends, you know, some of my friends like country music as well. So I had a lot of different kind of influences. But for my parents, they really drilled um you know, church and, and 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 that's where my roots come from as far as, you know, the musicality sometimes. You know, you can hear it in my voice sometimes, um, or in my in my live music, the the gospelness of it. But uh, <laughs> it's a it's a big melting pot, you know, because I was really adamant about breaking you know, music is music and music is love. So, you know, I had to experience different genres and different dabble, whether I was speaking or <laughs> or whatever it was. I just, I gained the love for different genres of music. And country actually ended up being my favorite genre. You know, I listen to that go-to any day, okay. honestly. Wow. So that's kind of funny. I'm just picturing a little baby girl to nail, like sneaking under the covers <laughs> to bump some hip hop. Yeah, no, look, you know. my mom my mom would like knock, like she would come check on me at night and like I would like have to turn a radio station real quick <laughs> to like, you know, a, a positive radio station so she wouldn't hear what I was listening to. <laughs> it was crazy. It was like that up until maybe 2010, so I didn't start catching any mainstream hip-hop or mainstream artists or know anything about the hip-hop world, honestly, until 2010. It's crazy. Oh, I had wow. a lot of catching up search to do, yeah. And Noah, how about you? Uh, how does your childhood affect and influence your career now? And what were some of the early influences that shaped your love for music? And did your parents contribute? Um, more, more or less, yes. I mean, in a sense, uh, I grew up in a pretty much a single, single parent household. Uh, I'm ha- a little background on me. I'm half black, half German. My mother's German. And, uh, you know, she, she only dated black men. So growing up, all I heard was Aretha Franklin and, you know, all the soul stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, I'm also the youngest of my mother's three children and the only boy. So, um, okay. as I was coming of age, I just got rebellious, and you know, I, I basically I, I'm born and raised in New York City, so you can already imagine what that's like. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I had a lot of fun ripping and running in the streets, developing who I was, you know, as far as my personality and, and gaining my freedom because my mother worked two chi- two full time jobs for most of her life, so I was just running around doing a whole bunch of stuff I had no business doing anyway. So, but it allowed me to to be myself and creatively express what I wanted to, you know, what I wanted to say. So, um, you know, I, I had, a, I had, you know, we all have our own trials and tribulations, but, you know, for me, that's, that's basically where it started. So I've, I've been a part of every, every age of the music. Like I was inspired by big daddy Kane. I listened to all the first records from everybody that was pretty much popping because I had the boom box on the streets and the, and the Pumas with the fat laces and all that other stuff. So <laughs> all of that pretty much shaped exactly where I'm at now. Like I took my influences from then and the writing that I was doing back then and just kept everything going all the way throughout now. So I've pretty much seen where hip hop has evolved from and I'm still oh. here. So <laughs> Wow. And I'm picturing you just like I was picturing to now earlier sneaking to listen to hip hop. Like I'm picturing you with them pumas and those fat laces and your boom oh, box man. like Oh I'm man, not the stretching Bobito show at two o'clock in the morning when I'm what? supposed to be sleep getting ready for school. I was up listening to that type of stuff and you know, trying to hear all the underground music that nobody heard of. I was in, in high school bootlegging tapes, oh, selling wow. the Mary J. Blige tapes on tape and everything. Like, I was the tape man. I was the bootleg man and stuff, too. So, oh, I wow. mean, I my, my hustle game has been strong <laughs> since a young kid. I mean, I was even taping stuff off the radio, acting like I was my own DJ and selling those. Like, yeah, this is the new DJ Menace when he didn't that. even exist. <laughs> like, they didn't even <laughs> exist. I was just putting different songs together and selling it like it was a mixtape and people were buying it. So, you know, that that, that would let, that's what let me know I had a, a taste for music in my own ear. So. 
And that's kind of funny because I can remember doing that as a child, too. Not quite like you. I wasn't on my hustle. I wasn't making money <laughs> off my mixtape. But I did used to pretend, you know, like I was an artist on the air. I'm interviewing artists and things like that. So <laughs> that's really cool. And Sick and Fat B, I would like to know, which musical artist influenced your musical mindset in the early stages of your career? And what was the first CD you ever purchased? Oh, you know what? It looks like we lost Sick and Fat B. So, wow. Tanil. We'll probably call back. <laughs> okay. okay. So, why um, don't you speak on me. that, Tanil? Who were some of your musical um, artists who influenced your mindset? My young mindset? Oh, wow. Honestly. Hmm. That's hard because, you know, like I said, it was, it didn't get until I was a little bit older when I started actually listening to, you know, Michael Jackson a little, maybe India Ari. I mean, the gospel music, of course, influenced my mindset in a positive way, you know, so it, when it comes to my music now, I, or when it comes to my music that I put out, I try to make sure I always send some sort of positive message. I don't want anything, you know what I'm saying, to be negative sort of when I, when I put it out. Um, so, Young, being young, you know, I was influenced by, let's say, Fred Hammond. He was a he was a gospel artist that I listened to a lot. Cece Winans, I listened to her a lot. Yolanda Adams, you know, Kurt Franklin, Ty Tribbett. Those are some of the younger contemporary gospel artists. Um, but, you know, as I grew into myself and um, started listening to music on my own, like I said, Michael Jackson, his music, Positivity, his, he influenced me. India Irie, I already mentioned her. She influences me a lot. Um, and those are... Um, Pretty much a lot of the two, you know, I listen to the to the to the names to, to Beyonce, of course. You know, she's very confident in her in her work, so she influences me a lot through her confidence. Um, you know, wow, yeah, those so. are some phenomenal artists. Whitney Houston, wow, I don't know how I how I forgot to mention her, but her stage presence and, you know, everything about, you know what I'm saying, what, who she sort of embodied or who she seemed to embody to the people, Um, I, you know, she and her music sort of influenced me a little bit as well, m my mindset and how I look at music and all of that, so, yeah. Phenomenal artist. And now I would like for Sick and Fat B. Tell us, who were some of the musical artists who influenced your musical mindset in the early stages of your career? People influenced me. Uh, I would say the classic DJ Premier. DJ Premier. And, wow. Uh, One of the greatest. Dr. Drew. Yeah, I, I love DJ Premier. Like, he really had the, he really had that sound in his, in his era that he had. That he was in, like he was the one. He was, he was the, he was hip hop. I didn't really have a, a hip hop. I really have like a hip hop influence growing up because, um, like my whole family was all about country music and stuff. And I really started listening to uh, hip hop when I was like twelve years old or something like that. Um, but like, but like one of the first artists that I heard was like, uh. uh Pac or uh, yeah, yeah. Tupac, yeah. Tupac was a movement to me. Yeah, like, he was like, he was a it's, a generic, it's a generic ass answer, but it's real shit, you know. <laughs> no, See, and I was, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't really learn about, I won't say learn, you know, for me, Tupac was just the name that I would hear. I wasn't really, like, put up on Tupac or any of that. I can honestly say to probably college, you guys, like, it, it, wow. it was crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, that's how, that's how much of a bubble I was in when it came to the music okay. industry. Okay. So we have Tennille, who's barely learning are being put up on game about Tupac while we have <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm not in the dark B. that much. I'm not, I'm not Tupac in the dark. <laughs> we have Thick and Fat B bumping Tupac out in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, Noah, what? what about you? Who were some of the musical artists who influenced you, and what was the first tape or CD that you ever purchased? 
Um, let me see. Back when CDs were uh, twenty six ninety nine, and they had like a long extended <laughs> cardboard. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, like I said back then, I did everything yeah. on tape. But um, I did, I did have a couple of CDs. But as far as growing up musically, uh, the man who influenced me just to start music, period, was uh, Big Daddy Kane. He was the first artist that I heard, and I was like, look, you know, I, I want to. This is what I want to do. He had the jewelry, he had the women, he had the status, he had the confidence, and you know, this was this was at a time when, uh, you know, not too many people really was was into the dark skin thing. So it was like people looked at him like he was a god, and I was like, what? Well, and even me, I'm light skinned but it was. It was crazy because it was like, yo, they they praised this guy, and I was like, this is the type of type of accolades that I would like to have for myself. You know what I mean? So wow. that's what sparked that's what sparked it for me. Um, as far as other artists, I, I listened to I listened to Kwame. Um, as far as groups, I was really big in the EPMD. Um, you know, pretty much all the legends. And what happened? What I used to do was I would hear some new stuff like on the radio, listening late late night, and I would run to this place and try to order the tapes because at this point a lot of artists didn't have worldwide distribution and you couldn't find their music. So you would have to go to a, a distributor who can actually research where to find these tapes and CDs, etc., etc. So I remember running in there when I hear a new song and say, hey, you know, I heard this song by this guy named Common and it's like, can I borrow a dollar? And, you know, I want to know, can you order this for me? You know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, that's pretty much what I did as far as music. I think the first CD I bought was either... Dub C in the Mad Circle when uh, Dub C was actually part of a group with Coolio, which um, turned out to be crazy because I ended up doing a record with Dub C later on in my career, which was like nuts. Like one of the first CDs I ever bought, I actually got a chance to work with the guy on the CD, so it was kind of crazy. And I know that feeling. That's what's up. Dub C is one of my favorite all-time rappers. And just really quickly, you guys, I know I have a few of you live on the air right now, and I don't know if y'all are experiencing an echo like I am, but yeah. if you could take yourselves off of speaker, if y'all are on speaker, because I'm, not. I'm kind of hearing an echo, so I don't know if that's what's going on right now. I hear an echo, but I'm not, I'm not on speaker. I'm only on the phone. Yeah, I'm on the phone. Let's see. Are y'all good? Yeah, that's yeah, fine now. Yeah, I don't hear any echo now. Okay, so cool. So Noah was telling us that, you know, he grew up on that OG, that Big Daddy Kane. He yeah. wanted, when he looked to him, he wanted to be that. He looked to him because people almost looked to him like a god because he had, you know, the dark skin, he had the women, he had the talent, the jewelry. And that's when it wanted you decided, Noah, this is the yeah. life that I yeah. want. Absolutely. And, and I saw how, you know, like me personally being I was really small, like four foot four foot nine. Like I was a real small guy. I'm six foot one now, so but looking at it I, I saw that as an escape from my, my current life. I was like, yo, if I could be like that guy, I wouldn't be the run of the litter. I wouldn't be picked on because I'm so small. They'd be viewing me as a god, so I need to do what he's doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's pretty much what sparked it. <laughs> you know, so then That's... I just bought all his albums and, you know, started stealing some of his lyrics, and, you know, <laughs> then I started creating my own. <laughs> Creating your own image based off of your favorite artists and Sick and Fat B, why don't you go ahead and speak on that for a moment? When was the moment that you decided music was too important to let go and you wanted it to be that life for you? Sorry, did you hear that? Yeah. Well, it was like Fat B, uh... Fat B, um, like we were just chilling one night, and this was like 2013 or whatever, and Fat B was like, hey, man, he's like, uh, used to rap and stuff like that, and he wants like, uh, to do a track and stuff. So I don't know, he asked me a bunch of times, and I was like, ah, whatever. So we finally ended up hitting the studio, and <clears throat> we recorded, uh, what was that, I Believe? <clears throat> and uh, yeah, Fat believe, B that. And like the, uh, I barely promoted it, but like, my friends and shit, like, they were just listening to it, and they're, like, they started promoting it for me and stuff, and I was like, yo, I'm like, I really want to, con- I, like, capitalize off of this, so we made another song, uh, Rise, 
still to this day, like that's one of my favorite songs. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. So we just capitalized on that, and then um, it was like ever since then, it was just like, yeah, man, let's continue that's, with this. I would say the best way to explain it is we're building it brick by brick. It's like one solid brick at a time, and like we we don't have like no constraints. We just go where we want to go, and we do what we want to do. You know, we do what we feel like doing, and uh, that's what makes it, like, so good. Like, you know, it's it's just it's, wow. like, it's a dope experience for us, and it's a dope experience for the listeners because they can feel the good vibes in our music. Right. And, Tanil, for you, when was the moment? I know you said you only got really serious a few years ago. But when was the moment that you decided this is the life that you wanted to pursue? Um, it's always been a life that I've wanted to pursue. It was just a matter of uh, making the steps toward pursuing it. Um, so literally it was just a click in my brain, honestly. Normally in life, though, um, things are if, – if, if you want something to happen or you're waiting for something to happen, normally it's just waiting on you to make it happen. So – that was all it was. I Absolutely. Was just like, you know what? But, you know, let me be real. I just thought about it. Actually, I went through a low-key breakup. It wasn't even like a big breakup, but it was it was a small breakup. And I was just like, you know what? Music is what I was supposed to be doing anyway. You know, I've been doing it. This is just a distraction. You get what I'm saying? It's uh-huh. full-fledged. Like, here we go. Like, we're just going to push the gas on it and see what's going on because this ain't doing nothing for me. <laughs> so... You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do what I'm supposed to do on earth. You get what I'm saying? Let's do my purpose. Let's no more wasting time. I just got tired of wasting time. You know, you can't change your destiny. So that has that that wasn't going anywhere. It was just a matter of putting the plan into action. Absolutely. I can dig that. And Noah, I know that you have worked with major artists, as you said, Dub C. I know you worked with Nipsey Hussle, Dr. Dre. But what was the what? biggest early stage challenge in your music career? Um, it's the, the same challenge always presents itself. It's convincing people that I am different. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like music is so saturated, and now it's even worse because it's so easy access. Anybody with a computer and an inbox can create their own music. So that right. being said, you know, you have a million people sending their music to another million people, and a lot of it, you know, they don't take the time to make sure that it's quality. So what happens is it burns the bridge mm-hmm. for artists such as myself who I feel actually are talented. So what happens is by the time you get a chance to hear my music, you don't even want to be receptive to it because you just got spammed with 30,000 links of some garbage. You know what I mean? Right. So the days of people going out and researching for new artists, it's not like how it was. Like when I was growing up, if somebody was new or unheard of, we praised them and we, we ran to them and tried to research them. Like, I remember trying to get every single right. song that Mob Deep was on when I was a fan. I mean, I had songs yes, with them and the youngsters from Philly when they were young. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so it's like yes. I went and did I did the same for Pete Rock. Every remix that he did, I went out and tried to find mm. every single remix. It's not like that now. Nowadays, it's like, okay, we don't yeah. want to hear from you unless you're famous. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like... It's completely different, and that's always been my challenge. Like, regardless of how good you are or how many songs you release or how much you put out, it's always the fact that people just don't want to hear it until you're already there. So that's been my my challenge the entire time. Like, I've been running circles. I mean, not to be on my own thing, but I've, I've ran circles around some of the big name artists that I've got songs with. And it's like, you can hear it in right. a record. And it's like, it still doesn't make any difference because whoever the most popular is, is always going to get the nod. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I created something where I could just be myself and say, look, I'm going to do something that no other artist has ever done, which is why I came up with the 200 thing. So it's like, I don't care if it's Drake or 50 or anybody else. None of them is doing what I'm doing right now. So, <laughs> man, you know, I actually tuned in last night, and you're doing your thing. You had it on and popping. I saw a lot of engagement, so I wish you continued success with that. And I appreciate that. Just keep your head up, Noah, because as you probably know, 
I'm also an artist. I've worked with some of the biggest names in the industry. So I know what that's like when, you know, we're, we were these little kids with a dream, right? You said he was looking right. at Daddy Kane and he wanted to be that. Well, I was looking like at Pac and, and Bone Thugs, Snoop Dogg. And I mean, I got, if I got to work with all of them. If Pac was here, I know I would be working with him, you know. Right. But it's like we and that's an amazing feeling. Of, <laughs> it's an amazing feeling. Like you said something earlier. You said when you had done a song with Dub C, and you're thinking, wow, this is someone I first went and purchased their CD, and now I'm on a record with them. That's a beautiful Absolutely. feeling. And, for and you know, and only people like us, and what's funny is only people like us can appreciate that, and that's the worst part about it. It's like the enjoyment I get out of something like that, somebody else on the outside doesn't see the importance, and sometimes being passionate about what I do, it really burns me up because it's like, you know, you guys are out here praising these other artists, I'm actually working with the same artist you're praising, but I don't right. get the same attention. <laughs> Absolutely. So it, it burns, so it burns for, you up. <laughs> it does. So for artists like Tanil and Fick and Fat B, who said they're getting really passionate and serious about this game, they're great artists as well, and I wish y'all all the best. But my advice to you, if you're soaking up game for myself and Noah Jones is, you have to understand that this game, it doesn't matter who you're affiliated with. It doesn't matter who you work with. It doesn't even matter who you know anymore because the game done changed. And so it's going to take artists rising up and standing on their own feet and making their own imprint in the game. Of course you want to use so- all your musical inspirations, right? But that's something that these younger artists don't understand, that you can't just come in the game and you think if you do a song with, a famous rapper is automatically going to blow. It's so crazy how today I was just talking about that. You know, we've been getting it wrong for so many generations. It's sort of, you know, everybody's been taught. It's about who you know. It's about who you know. And I woke up this morning and, you know, I decided to just, you know, tweet to people and, you know, get on Instagram and tell them, you know, they need to wake up. It's not about who you know. It's about what you know, what you do with it. Absolutely. Yes, who you know and who you're connected to does have a lot to do with it. Well, not even a lot. It does maybe have something to do just because of the world that we live in now. You get what I'm saying? Right, how it's right. been conditioned, how it's been all about connecting for so long. So nowadays, yes, you might need to know a couple people to get to where you have to go but we need to lose focus on who it is and what you know i'm saying what's going on in the mind what's going on with the person that you're trying to know what's because it's like you know you want to meet these people you want to meet these famous famous people but why because they have more money because they have more fame you get what i'm saying like what exactly are do you want to meet this being for we're all humans we're all we're all equal so it's like what what separates I guess celebrities, if we'll use that term, what separates them from the norm minus the amount of money that they have and the amount of work that they put in towards their vision and their dream and their passion or whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying, to get the kind of uh, recognition or platform that they have. So that's so crazy that you guys are saying that because I completely agree. Right. And I also feel that a lot of it is it's it's based on percentages what people don't really think about. Like you have to have a lot of different key elements. It's not really about who you know or what you know. That's only a small fraction. You have to look at it like it's a big pizza pie. Uh, a certain percentage will be who you know, what you know. A certain percentage will be you coming up with great ideas. A certain percentage will be you making smart decisions. A certain percentage will be how fast you turn around the songs that you're singing. But is that, like there's is that a lot of different pieces you know? of the pie. Right Does that and not have to do like with what you know in the mind. Does that not still have to do with what you know? That's still something that you know well, in your it's, mind. It, well, it's, well, it's still broken down into subdivisions because right, also right, right. you have to you have to you have to handle your PR correctly if you if you don't right, have a manager like I handle all my own PR. So I mean, then you also have to look at your drive, your motivation, your your inspiration, yes, like all these little things. Your ability, your yet. talent, your voice, your delivery, your subject matter. There's a lot of different pieces of the pie, right. whereas some, some artists may have 80% of it and be still lacking that other 20 to really be successful. And, yeah. you know what I mean? and, and sometimes quick, it could just yeah. be work ethic. Really yeah. quick, Noah, you just said something, and so did Tanel, because earlier, absolutely, I could not agree with you more. Knowledge is power, and it is time for us as a society and as we can leave the artists out of it, out of it. But as a society, like you said, what differentiates us? Nothing, because at the end of the day, we're all gonna bleed. 
You know what I'm saying? The same color. But Noah, to his point, I get it. Um, I've been in this game a long time. And you said something. You said it was all those pieces of the pie that are going to make up, you know, that equal to your success, right? But it's like I had to go through something. I used to have – I've had a couple of mentors. But I used to have to do some certain type of trainings and learning, and I – I'm still learning today, all day, every day. That's, that never stops, right? But one day I had a mentor ask me, Queen, how much are you willing to learn? On a scale 1 to 10, how much are you willing to learn? I was willing to learn a 10. I will get up at the crack of dawn and learn all day. But then he presented me with, what is your willingness to change? I am a creature of habit. I struggle with change. So even though my willingness to learn and my knowledge is very high and I understand the game and the industry, but with me not willing to change, I was still at a zero because they were like, okay, you're willing right. to not, learn. Yeah, it, it, knocks your, yeah, it knocks your willingness to learn down a few steps because you, you won't change and adapt to what's going on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So it was like my willingness to learn was a 10. I had the knowledge, but my willingness to change was at zero. So 10 times zero, you know, is zero. So, and then what are you really willing to sacrifice? That's another thing. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, and also, like right. I said, what are you willing to sacrifice? That's another key thing. There are a lot, like me personally, I invest all my own money into everything that I do. There are a lot of artists out there that, you know, they'd rather go buy sneakers and jewelry instead of buying studio equipment in order to put out music at a more constant rate because now it's the microwave era where you got to keep releasing music all the time where people lose interest. So, you know, I look at it like if you have to sit around and wait on somebody else's time to get your music done, then you're at a loss. You're already at a disadvantage. So I I built up my studio first. That was the first thing I did. So that way if somebody I randomly bumped into gave me an opportunity, I could capitalize on that opportunity instantly. So, you know, it's it's a lot of little things. And, I mean, I've spent the last 150 days in the studio straight. Like my wedding day, I was in the studio. Christmas, I was in the studio. Birthdays, I was in the studio. Thanksgiving, I was in the studio. My mother came from New York to visit. I was in the studio. You know what I mean? So sacrifice plays a very big point. You know, (laughs) people almost freak out on me because my grind is so serious that there's just no – there's no such thing as any day off or any time off. That's just – the code I live by. I juggle multiple things on a daily basis. You won't catch me up later than 4.45 a.m., and I'm probably going to sleep at 3.45 a.m., you know, and that's like (laughs) on an everyday thing. But speaking of the studio, I was wanting to ask Thick and Fat B. Thick and Fat B, you go in the studio, y'all begin to create your art. Please tell me and all the listeners, what are you feeling in that moment? Explain to me the energy. Uh, well, yo, when we hit the studio, we really, really like to have fun. You know, I mean, yeah. we just joke and, uh, you know, we throw a great energy back and forth. And it's really just about fun. You know what I mean? Like, if we're not enjoying what we're doing, then there's absolutely no point in doing it. It's like a ping pong, ping pong game of uh, of like creation, you know. Like it's like I I throw in an idea and he's like, oh shit, that's good, and then he says something else, and then I I I like think of something from that, and then you know it's always like growing and growing and growing, very organic way of working. <laughs> you know, we we just like go with uh, we just go with with. Because, you know, like, um, basically, lately in the past years, I've realized the importance of thinking outside the box. Because mm-hmm. there's so many artists out there, you know, and, and, like, everybody's trying to do the next hot thing and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, at some point I was like, you know what? this shit, like, uh, I'm, I'm just going to do me, you know, and I'm just going to, and I, I learned in those years to, like, unfold, I, I've learned, that you can't control the situations, creative situations yeah. or whatever, it, it, you've yeah. got to let it unfold, and it, you got to be, like, in tune with it, you know, Absolutely. It, life is like a tree, it just unfolds, you know, you don't choose, like, where you go, you, if if you're like set on opening a locked door, then you won't see the three four other doors that are open for you. 
know? Right. It's like so, you have to be very specific, but not too specific. And you have to have a very clear vision, you know, and like you said, you have to be specific. But you can't be so focused on one opportunity or one investor or one goal because you may be missing other opportunities, and that's exactly. real. Exactly. Definitely. And I just, yeah, I just think that uh, that's what I realized. Like, and since I started applying this, that's when, like, Tick and I, like, started working and stuff it was just crazy. It just went berserk. Like, it went crazy. And, like, songs were coming out and coming out. And, like, opportunities were coming to us. And it was just crazy. Because we, we, let, we let the journey unfold. It's all about the journey. Who cares? Like, the destination is cool and all. But, like, really, we're always at the now. You know? It's Absolutely. all about the journey. It's about having fun. You know? And when you get I caught couldn't up, agree you with like, you more. That's it. Because sometimes people and forget, and it happened to me in the past. You know, that actually means a lot to me, personally. You're actually spitting jewels to me because it can be very easy when you reach a certain level in this game to forget to live in the now, as you said. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have our eyes so set on a prize that we want. So artists like myself yeah. or Noah Jones, who have already worked with some of our biggest musical inspirations, like you, uh, you know, Fit and Fat B and Tanil, phenomenal artists, please enjoy your journey. Because like you said, it is about having fun on your way to the top. Because once you get to the top, yeah. the only way is down. Yeah. And so, Tanil... I would like to know, I just heard from Thick and Fat B, they're all about having fun in the studio and all about that positive energy. When you walk in the studio, please explain to me and all the listeners what you're feeling in that exact moment in the booth. <laughs> in that exact moment in the booth, I'm like, Tennille? Now, you know you'd rather some live music recording right now. You know you'd rather this band, but you got to zone in on this beat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm being so serious. So I try to zone in on my emotions. I try to hone in on what I'm singing, on what I'm talking about, get into the emotion of the music. You get what I'm saying? Try to sort of be one with the beat. I try to feel sort of feel what's going on. I'm a big live person, so I like the different instrumentations, you know, the different vibrations and the different emotions that I get from having different sort of musicians around me. I'm a live performer, so that's just what I prefer. Mm -hmm. So in the studio, that's actually a little bit of something that I had to, like I was telling you in 2015, like that's something that I had to sort of learn and 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 work on mastering the studio because, you know, it's not my first choice um, because I'd rather the energy from other musicians coming from, you know what I'm saying, the music that I record other than a computer and, you know, press and play and record and everything like that. So I just, you know, I try to embody the lyrics more, the the lyrics of what I'm saying, the story behind what I'm saying, making the beat sort of feel what I feel kind of thing. You get what I'm saying? So that way when it's brought to the stage, it can be brought to life even more. I can feel you 100%. And Noah, you walk in the lab. Explain to me your energy. Um, Man, it comes from a variety of different places. I'm at a very, 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 very happy point in my life right now. Um, <laughs> behind that is, you know, since I got married recently, I found a woman in my dreams. I found a unicorn that is hard to find. And, uh, you know, she, she basically backs me up as far as everything that I want to do musically. And she's always been like, you know, a number one fan and she doesn't try to kill my creativity. So that alone, knowing that I don't have to worry about, you know, somebody trying to tear away what I'm trying to do, that allows me to just be free. You know what I mean? Because, you know, some women, what happens is they, you know, when, when you are not, or when they feel that they aren't your number one priority. They try to, you know, strip away the layers until they become your number one priority. So 
my my woman enjoys what I do. She appreciates my talent. She likes the you know she likes the responses that we get. And what I do is you know it's it's, it's go time. It's like riding a bike for me now because I've done it so many times. I go in the studio. They email me the beat. I load it up 15 minutes prior to showtime, and I just zone out. And as soon as uh, you know, I see the live audience. The pen hits the paper, and it's a wrap. It's just like I've, I've never had. With me, I've never had an issue as far as uh, writer's block. Never in my entire career. The only thing that ever stopped me from working was just not having that balance around me between the children and whoever I was dating at the time, or my my work situation. You know, so right now I'm in perfect harmony where everything is balanced out correctly. So I'm able to create all day, every day. And that's, you know, so when I turn that music on and I turn the beat on, it's it's a wrap. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing that can stop that at all, period. So I that's just go off the beat. And <laughs> shout out to your wifey out there because I know that that's not easy. I know that it takes a certain partner. Right, that is so beautiful. Right, and I saw her on your live streaming last night, so I know she'd be in the building with you, and we need a writer like that. And you know what also, behind that also, I do things different than the normal artist. See, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't party. I incorporate my wife in every single thing that I do, whereas most artists, they're trying to run from their relationship. They're trying to separate Mm -hmm. things. They want to go on tour by themselves and leave their woman behind. I want my woman there all the time because I know when it's all said and done, the promote. I don't know if I can trust these promoters. I don't know if I can trust these people that book me for these events or these studio times. But I know you I can't. can trust my wife. <laughs> she said you can't. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that being said, to more. know that you have somebody, uh, a second brain sitting not far from you that can offer you a different suggestion, like, okay, if this ain't working, we can try this, you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, you don't right. feel like you're alone, and I, I embrace that, and that's, you know, that's what one of the things that makes our situation work. Everything I do, whether it's going to the grocery store or whatever, we go together. We are a team. She represents me when she's out in the streets, and I represent her with everything that I do because we are one. So that being Man, said, that's... you know, you have that balance. you got to have that, and that's, a lot of people don't have that, and it took me, like I said, I'm no. 38. It took me a long time to find that. You know what I mean? And now that I'm older and I appreciate things and I'm wise enough to see how things are supposed to be, I know how not to take advantage of that situation and that opportunity. So, you know, that's that's what makes it work for me. And then she comes from a musical family anyway. So, you know, she loves New York, never been. We just came back for the first time. I took her to New York to my hometown. And, um, you know, she, she got what she always wanted. She she loves New York. She married a New York man, got to go home to New York. Her family was into music. She She married an entertainer. So... We 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 enjoying it, <laughs> man. That's a beautiful thing. And thick and fat B, I want you to take a moment to explain to me your writing process and production process. Like, do y'all have to be more creative in the morning, or do you have to be cre- more creative at night? Do you write things down? Break down the blueprint for me. Um, well, for, for my part, it's very interesting because um, I don't write. I, I I hit the studio and I drop I drop it like how can I say my God? I drop it like bar by bar if you want on the track. So it's it's not very conventional how I work, but it really gives me the opportunity to really like play with the flow. And that's what I always wanted, you know. But writing writing I couldn't even like uh, I don't know, I can't even compare it. Like I'm I'm not really built for writing. Okay, cool. For me I'm uh for me like I do a lot of freestyle. But uh whenever okay. I do write I normally write at night, like, uh, I don't know what it is, like, in the daytime, I just don't feel like doing, uh, I can't, like, really think, you know what I mean, I'm just waking up or whatever, but at night time, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, like, I'll, I'll take, like, half an hour or something, and I'll write, like, a couple of verses, and then I'll go and edit them, and, uh, whenever we get to the studio or whatever, it's a little bit different, because, like, sometimes some of the edits that I made, I'm just like, ah, I don't want that edit, you know what I mean, so I'll go back to the original plan or whatever, but uh, I'm always I'm always writing bars, always writing bars. You know what I mean? I'll think of uh, I'll just be in like a situation or something that will uh, resonate or something. And I'll just be like, yo, that would be a dope bar. So I'll go and write it down, 
and then eventually uh, I was going to throw all those ideas together and just put on the track. That's what's up. Very cool. And Tanil, for you, can you speak on that? What's your writing process? Are you more creative in the AM or the PM? Do you write things down? Um, I've started to write things down, but uh, just randomly, that's when songs come to me. Um, I've honestly written songs. I'm just driving in the car randomly, and I'll just be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It'll just come. Um, And, you know, just how things happen, it'll just, like, coincidentally happen. I'll get a beat maybe the next day that a producer that I'm working with will send me, you know, and it'll fit the melody, the lyrics, without me even having to hear it. So I thank the most high for things like that. You get what I'm saying? When the songs just come to me. Um, It's easier when I go through things to write from personal experiences. Um, But as an artist, I feel like it's also good to just be able to draw out that creativity at any point in time. So I take advantage of, you know, the random thoughts now um, and the random songs and the random lines and sayings that I get you know, because it can it can be in, uh, be additions to your music. I know that wasn't the right word I should use, but yeah, it can it can, it can help your music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, my writing, yeah, I'll just you know whether it's randomly, whether I feel like I must write, then I'll wake up early and I'll write. You know, but I try not to force it too much if it doesn't have to be forced. You know, I kind of just I like right. I like the music to just flow. That's how it gets to be more real. I feel you get what I'm saying. They get more of the real when it flows. I feel you. I've always had a rule: if I start to write something and I have to scratch through any bar that I've written, I just drop the pen because when right. I'm writing a hit, it's kind of like my hand just kind of takes off, right? And I know that if I have to sit there scratching out lyrics, then it's not time It's not time for me to write that song, you know? So I understand Yeah, you, you might be second-guessing too much. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to, like, put too much of, I feel like, uh, let's say, too much of personal, you I. Like, you know, flaws, I guess what I'm saying, into the music. You know, you want to kind of leave it as raw as possible if you can, so. Absolutely, and speaking of that, I want to talk about the song y'all have playing on EAE Radio. Shout out to the number one source for music, branding, and digital advertising with over 10 million listeners worldwide. No shade to any other network. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I want you to explain to me your song, Feel Free, Tanel, and why you chose to release it as a single. I chose to release Feel Free as a single because I felt like it had a strong enough industry sound for where I was at currently as an artist. Um, I had a lot of personal goals for myself, um, even though I had just, you know, I guess, started taking it seriously in 2015, I had a lot of personal goals for myself that as far as releasing my music that I hadn't reached yet. And it's okay to not rush music, but, you know, Feel Free was a project that I felt like, you know, people that have been following me for literally my life, you know what I'm saying? Just waiting for me to give them something. You get what I mean? Like just waiting for me to show yeah. them something that I have to offer. Um, Feel Free was a good enough um, song to start off with, to release, you know, as far as a good sound that I feel like, you know what I'm saying, just to just to give people just a little bit more of of not just a cute girl that can sing, but, you know, an artist, you know, like an actual full song, something that we, we took our, you know, time on or whatever. So um, that's why I chose to release that. Um, the inspiration from that, you know, was just relationships. You know, I just felt... Just, you know, when when you feel it, you just write it. So that's how that went. And it kind of just came to me uh, really quick. I had the producer, Isaac Carter. Um, he he goes by Engine Ike. Um, he actually produced the beat for me. And it didn't take long. You know, once, like you said, once you got a song that, you know, you feel like you should go with, you, you kind of go with it. And um, I feel like it was strong enough to go with at this point in time. So that's why we chose it. And that's what's up. I have my girl, Tanil, feel free on EAE Radio.
awesome studio sessions with like good vibes and you know like no no restrictions no like just let let that energy flow you know absolutely and I think the listeners are ready. I have my boy, Fit and Fat B, featuring Noah Jones, produced by Just Hit on EAE Radio. Independent, we defending, we be trending. Independent, we defend it, yeah, you know that we be trending. Independent, we defend it, cause they fearing the fact that we be trending. They be pushing us back cause we amazing. Smoking Kush and the act, nigga, we blaze it. Like a blast from the past, you know we breaking. All the rules, they be facing the fact that we emerging. From the ground that we bring from the underground, and you know we trending. They be giving us bullshit on the radio Acting stupid and all, they be so shady, yo Nowadays everybody gets to be lazy, yo Wearing these tight pants like they be ladies, yo What you gonna do when we come for you? With that voodoo, you better watch out what you gonna do To the sounds of the drums, look around, here we come Better bow down, cause we got the crown, do In the Independent, we defend it, 
produced by Just Hit. All the listeners who just heard that blazing track, y'all be trending. Where can they stream and purchase it? Hopefully, y'all have it on no free platform either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere on iTunes, on uh, on our website, thebrewingmg.com, uh, on Spotify, and all that good stuff. That track is blazing, and Chanel, your track is on fire as well. And Chanel, why don't you go ahead and tell all the listeners where they can find you and follow you on social media. Please spell out all your handles clearly and slowly. All righty. Here you go, y'all. Get a pen and paper. I'm just kidding. It's kind of long. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. And Twitter at Tenille, T-E-N as in no, I-L-L-E, Tenille Tomingo, T-E-N-I-L-L-E-T-O-M-E-N-G-O. That's yes, that's my real name. That's Instagram and Twitter. And if you follow me on there, you'll be able to get my Snapchat, my SoundCloud, and all the other, uh, you know, Facebook page, all of that. But T E N I L L E. T O M E N G O at Tanil Tomingo. Yes. You heard her. Go follow my girl, Tanil Tomingo. And Thick and Fat B. Spell out all your social media handles clearly and slowly. Okay. Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the real thick underscore I U M G. And uh, I don't know, for everything else, really, just check out our website, therealiumv.com. Exactly. Every every link that we have on there, uh, that's, you can find that's all the on there. That's our musical real estate right there. Like, everything's there. So. So, yeah. Okay, cool. As for me, as for me, for Twitter and Instagram, it's at P-H-A-T-B. L E producer for both. So P H A P D L E producer. Okay, cool. And Noah Jones, for you, could you please spell out your social media handles clearly and slowly? Noah? Okay, cool. So then, Chanel and Thick and Fat B, I have yes. to ask, have you enjoyed being... What, what yeah, there muted. we go. Yeah, you guys have me muted. <laughs> oh, oh, you're good? You're good? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, I was mute. You guys muted me. It was like, muted. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. That must have been just a technical glitch there. So let me go ahead yeah, and no, rewind. No, we already got Thick and Fat B social media. We have Tanel Tamango. So, Noah Jones, where can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me. Mostly I do a lot of my stuff on Facebook. So it's going to be uh, my verified page is facebook.com slash Noah Jones News, which is N-O-A-H-J-O-N-E-S-N-E-W-S, Noah Jones News. And uh, you can find all my music. I have like nine albums on my own personal website, which is uh, – www.noahjonesnews.com So I have all And I also have all my social media links on the homepage As well so you can pretty much link To my Twitter, my uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, everything all from the Homepage on uh, noahjonesnews.com Cool and I hope Y'all have enjoyed y'all's time And experience with EAE Radio Shout out to the number one source For music, branding and digital advertising Shout out to Renegade Revolt Beacon on all levels With the promo and I have to ask, have y'all enjoyed being on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast tonight? Did I do a good Absolutely. job? Absolutely. <laughs> you did yes, a fantastic job. That was great. I love it. That's what I love to hear. So, Tanil, Thick and Fat B, Noah Jones, I wish you nothing but continued success on your journey. Thank you so much. Thank you so Definitely much. I wish the best for everybody in their endeavors as well. Much blessings and love, yes. Absolutely. 
people, please expect bigger and better things to come from Tanil, Fix, Fat B, and Noah Jones. You have to stay focused on your grind and keep in touch with us on your journey. This is the official Boss Talk Radio host of Hot 94.7 and EAE Radio, Houston's number one hit station for all major hits. Follow my story on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook daily at Q-W-E-E-N-C-H-I-N-G. Most importantly, download our banging mobile app, Eman's Angels, from the Google Play Store for Android users and from the App Store for iPhone users. Stream from over 15 different cities daily. Download the app today. Send the queen a message via the live chat button, and I'll respond right back. 